is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this a couple of times a week. You can find these at iTunes or anywhere you get podcasts. You can also find them at HeidiHarris.com. And I do a live radio show Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. in Las Vegas, which, as you know, is currently shut down and things are a little bit crazy, but they're going to be better because we are Vegas tough. That I can promise you. I wanted to kind of veer off from the Vegas shutdown topic and talk to somebody I've admired for a very, very long time. Her name is Dr. Meg Meeker. She's a pediatrician. She's a mom. She's an author. She's a speaker. And she's been writing on cultural issues for decades. She first came to my attention many years ago when she wrote a book called Epidemic, How Teen Sex is Killing Our Kids. I was stunned and amazed at the information she was putting out from a pediatrician's perspective. Her latest book is called Raising a Strong Daughter in a Toxic Culture. Boy, everybody needs this advice. Dr. Meg Meeker, so glad to meet you. Welcome to The Heidi Harris Show. Thanks for having me, Heidi. When did you write Epidemic? How, was it 20 years ago? Well, it really is about 20 years. Wow. It was really in the late uh, 90s, and I'll tell you, at that point, we had three daughters who were in their teens. And I was very upset about, you know, the clothing companies, Abercrombie and & Fitch and the soap companies, and the sexualization of our kids. And I would see that, and then I'd go in my office during the day, and I'd see, you know, 14-year-olds with cervical cancer. I saw, you know, a little baby who was um, almost died of herpes encephalitis because mom didn't even know she had herpes. And I thought, why isn't anybody addressing the fact that the selling of sex to our kids is having horrific um, results? But now I know why nobody addresses it, because it's a political and, and economic firestorm a lot of money to be made out there by doing this um but i really spoke up about that and i'm still doing it because it, problems have only gotten worse Absolutely. now we're vaccinating kids against um hpv of course yeah let's talk about that we're speaking with dr meg meeker her latest book's called raising a strong daughter in a toxic culture i put a picture of your book cover on my facebook page tagged all my friends with kids they're all buying this book <laughs> <laughs> And, and I want you to know, Dr. Meeker, I hope you're proud of yourself. I drained two highlighters reading your book, okay? Just so you know. Uh, I, I, thir I don't even have kids, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's so important. Uh, and that's the problem. You talk about the money that's made by sexualizing our girls, and you talk quite a bit about that in the book and the whole sexual culture that girls and the, and the social media and all that kind of thing. And it's important because there is money made. There's money made in selling birth control, which, of course, we know doesn't work a lot of times. There's money made in selling abortion. There's yep. money made in sexualizing these girls. And, and it's, it's just it's such a tough thing to try to raise a daughter and protect her from that, or at least if you can't protect her from everything because you can't, they've got to be exposed to some things. I guess they're going to see it anyway. You've got to prepare your daughters. That's the hard thing. You know, it is a hard thing, but it can be done. And I will tell you, I've seen it done. I, way back uh, in the 80s and 90s, I gave out a lot of birth control. But what I was finding is the kids were either coming back, because I worked in the inner city. Um, they were coming back either pregnant because they'd stopped taking it because they didn't want to, or with infections. And I thought, wait a minute, I'm really not helping these kids. So I, I you know, then I started to research, and I thought, are things as bad as I think they are? And, of course, it was worse than I thought they were. Um, but the sexualization of our girls, of course, is happening, movies and that kind of thing. But here's the good thing. What I, what I, I, sorry, I was giving birth control, and then I switched, and I started saying to kids, put the brakes on. This isn't okay. And you know what? They loved it when I talked about that. I will go into public schools with 700 high school students, 
And I would talk to them, and they wouldn't stop asking questions. When I said to them, you know what, if you're sexually active when you're 15, 17, 20, and you've got multiple partners, here's why you could be depressed. And they said, boys, senior boys in high school would say, I have never heard anybody say that. Thank you so much. Now I get it. Now I get it. But nobody would say that because, A, parents and teachers believe kids are going to be sexually active in high school and college, which kids hate for their parents and teachers to assume that. And, B, they really don't, um, they don't believe that kids, that they can have an influence over their kids and saying don't do it. What I have found, and it's bearing itself out in the literature, is when you talk to kids about why they shouldn't be sexually active and you give them permission to say no, they do. Two kids in my practice asked me, girls, would you write a prescription for me saying that you believe it's not good for me to be sexually active so I can show my boyfriend? Wow. And they, they need, kids need to be given a reason. They need to be empowered, particularly girls, so that they can have permission backed by adults to say, no, I don't want to do this. And it's really freeing kids up, and we have seen the teen sexual activity rate going down because we're giving them a reason to do it. So I'm really encouraged. No, that's so important. We're speaking with Dr. Meg Meeker. Her latest book is called Raising a Strong Daughter in a Toxic Culture. She's also written books about fathers and the importance of fathers and daughters and a lot of great books. Just look her up, Meg Meeker. (laughs) Just look her up. She's got (laughs) written a lot of great books. This is another fantastic book. One of the points that you made, too, in the book about social media and some parents feel as if, well, if I get in my kid's business and I, I try to watch what they're doing, then I'm invading their privacy. But you bring out the point in the book that social media, these kids don't understand what they're doing. Maybe parents aren't as techy as they should be, but these children don't understand that what they're doing will have permanent ramifications, possibly if they're sending nude pictures, if they're having terrible okay. conversations, that kind of thing. Talk a little bit about that. Well, first of all, I think this whole privacy thing with your kids is ridiculous. I don't know when that started. Um, My parents never gave me privacy. You know, my mother put my clothes away in my underwear drawer and my door to my bedroom was always open and we had two phones in the house and they were called landlines. And (laughs) if somebody called the house, everybody knew who called you. So this idea that it's okay for kids, even young children, to live in their private world is very misguided. Parents have to know what their kids are seeing, doing, reading, watching, because kids can't navigate a tough world on their own. Parents say, well, I trust my kids. That's ridiculous because your 16-year-old child does not have adult brain. They're, 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 they have a child's brain that's not fully formed till they're in their 20s. So your child may be a great kid, um, a great straight-A student, never gave you a hard time, you know, very strong set of morals, but that doesn't mean anything. As a matter of fact, the good kids, quote-unquote, are the kids that can't say no, and they get into more trouble than anybody else. Social media is very dangerous for girls in particular because we have a lot of research coming out now that shows there's a direct link between the amount of time girls spend on social media and depression. And I've seen this in, in my office. Why? Social media is a show-off zone. Girls go on that to show everybody else how great their lives are. 
eventually, if girls are on there long enough, of course, that makes them feel terrible because their lives aren't as great as, as their friends are. Somebody starts to criticize you. Somebody starts to bully you. Just a matter of time. And I've seen girls. I saw one girl who tried to commit suicide, and she will admit that being on social media sort of tipped her over the edge. But when I told her she had to stop social media, she said, I can't. I said, but you can't. No, I can't. She was really addicted to it. So kids, girls, um, have to be monitored. Boys do. Everything your child writes and says and sees on their phone, parents should know. Even if you don't necessarily see it, if your kids believe you can see it at any time, often that's enough just to keep them safe. So when the sixth grade girl is in class with a sixth grade boy who says, if you don't send me a picture of yourself naked, I'm going to tell everybody in the class that you're a slut. And the girl goes, I don't want that to happen, so she does. Mom and dad need to know about that. And if she knows that her parents may be seeing her social media, she's far less likely to send that. That's right. And so it's very important for parents to be all over what their kids are doing. But it's also important you bring up in your book, we're speaking with Dr. Meg Meeker, her latest book, Raising a Strong Daughter in a Toxic Culture. You also talk about parents who get on social media and ignore their kids. And I actually have a friend whose teenage daughters told me my mom's always on Facebook. That's all she yes. does is get on Facebook. to get. I guess they, they didn't use the word endorphins, but I guess you get the endorphins because you're getting all this, uh, you know, whatever, adoration from the crowd. But that's what they said about their own mom. And you mentioned that in the book, that a lot of kids tell you that. Oh, absolutely. I had a kindergartner during a physical exam say that they call mom's phone the family killer. Wow. Yeah, right in front of his mother. And I thought, because one of the things that happens is that we get on social media and we follow things. And the reason we want to do it is because we want to see what our friends are doing in hopes that... Um, we have a little bit nicer life than, than, than they do. It's all about comparison. Right. When you think about it, that's all it is, is, is comparing my life to your life. And it's really, um, it's very, very disturbing. Uh, but, uh, but a lot of parents, and I, and, I, and I talk about this too, mothers with daughters in particular, they compete with their daughters. They show off that they can wear their daughter's clothes, that they can go on their daughter's Facebook or Instagram account and write things because they want to be in with your daughter's friends, please don't. Mm. You know, let your daughter have her own friend group. Let your daughter wear her size jeans and wear some mom jeans. <laughs> really. <laughs> it's a, there's nothing more pathetic than, and listen, I know what it's like to suddenly, you know, Fed, FedEx drops 10 pounds in your middle or you get to a certain yeah. age, whether you like it or not. And, and yeah, but, when, you, but, when you've been thin all your life and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my gosh, I have to go from an S to an M, it's horrifying. But it, you, it you don't look better when you're trying to cram your butt into your daughter's clothes. It doesn't no. work. It's not a good look. And kids, <laughs> daughters don't like it. They want their day. Right. They want the attention. They don't want mom to steal the attention. Yeah. And so this really, not, but, but moms, and the same thing with social media. I think a lot of women go on to social media to sort of try to do what their daughters are doing. And um, we need to be grown-ups, and we need to start, we need a generation gap again. You probably remember what generation gap is. Probably a lot of millennials have no idea what I'm talking about. But 
where parents acted like adults and kids were kids. <laughs> and, um, you know, but now we have a lot of adults who are really are acting like kids because we want um, to be, we want to sidle up next to our own kids so that, um, you know, for many, many other reasons. I don't need to get into it now, but it's very unhealthy for kids. Yes, it is. We should start a Facebook page, Dr. Meeker, you and I, moms in tank tops. Okay, <laughs> you've got four kids. I don't care how great your arms are or how great your implants look. Put on a blouse. Okay, exactly. uh, moving on. One of the things that I love about your book, and it's so important, by the way, this book is called Raising a Strong Daughter in a Toxic Culture. Get it, Dr. Meg Meeker. Uh, the important thing that you mentioned, and I end every show that I do on my radio show by saying this very thing, you were created for a purpose, and that is so important because we hear about kids wanting to kill themselves and things like that, and we know when they're taught in school they're just a thing that evolved from a thing, and basically the takeaway for them is it doesn't matter that I'm a hearer, so who cares if I'm not? Exactly, and I think that many times parents will sort of say what's going on, what's going on, what's going on, and it isn't always true but I have seen a real shift in kids over the past 15 years and that is they're they're they feel as though they are marionettes they're, they're little puppets on a string for their parents and their parents say that's not true I'd never do that well-meaning parents work very hard to give their kids opportunities but to a child those opportunities mean performance and so we have gotten our kids to work hard at school to get straight A's, to, to be the best on their soccer team. We see all the parents screaming and yelling on the sidelines. And they really believe their kids are do, they're doing their kids a, a good service. However, kids know that doesn't satisfy. What kids want to know is, Mom and Dad, why am I alive? Am I alive just to play soccer? Am I alive just to... They really have those deep um, existential questions. Even a five-year-old, what do I mean to you, Mom and Dad? Um, am I more than just the way I look, um, the, the goals I scored, the grades I get? Because when parents talk endlessly about how well their kids are doing at this and this and this, kids see right through that. I can't tell you how many... Um, parent-child uh, relationships kind of crumbled when the kid hit uh, senior year in high school, freshman year in college, and they stopped swimming, they stopped downhill skiing, and they say to me, I don't know what to talk to my mom or dad about anymore. Wow. I don't even know if my mom or dad love me. I've seen elite athletes say that about their parents. And this is very disturbing because underneath kids' need, and I mean that with a capital N-E-E-D, they need to know why they're alive, why they're loved by you, that they are on earth for a purpose that is higher than you know, and that your job as a mom or dad is to link arms with them and help them find that purpose. And it may have nothing to do with the stuff they're doing. That's so and true. once you begin to teach kids and talk to them on that level, and if you really get those things through to them, they're ready to fly. That's they're absolutely, ready to fly. Yeah. And your relationship with your kid is so much deeper. And they're far less likely to have depression. And, you know, when kids know and parents know that you're really speaking from your heart and you're saying tough things because you care and love for them, they respond. Isn't that so we true? we never need to be afraid to tell our kids the truth because when we do it in love, they get it and they 
just begin to open up. And that's what you need, those lines of communication between parents and children. This book is fantastic, Raising a Strong Daughter in a Toxic Culture, Dr. Meg Meeker. Find her at meekerparenting.com. That's meekerparenting.com. Dr. Meeker, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I am thrilled to finally get to talk to you. Thank you, Heidi. Appreciate it. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget, you can join me for my live radio show weekday mornings, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. If you forget all that, you can check out HeidiHarris.com. There's also a link to listen live to the show if you're not in Las Vegas. You can also check out the Heidi Harris Show Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show. Until we meet again, remember who's really in charge, and remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell.